Welcome to Let's Eat. I'm your host, Emily, holistic health coach and self-proclaimed wellness enthusiast, here to meet you at the intersection of physical and mental health, the exact location where optimal wellness lies. This podcast is meant to explore all areas of mind and body wellness, designed to offer you the integrative knowledge, behavioral strategies, and mindset shifts necessary to uplevel your health and feel better today. We'll explore nutrition, sleep, movement, self-care and stress management, habits and routines, gut health, mental health, and more. I am so happy that you're here. Welcome to the table. Let's eat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Eat. Today is an exciting day because today's actually the day that I released to the world that Let's Eat is now available. So this morning I have been sharing on social media, you know, posting places and and just getting the word out. And it's been really fun to get some feedback, to get some positive messages and comments and so forth. And I'm just super excited. I think I'm both combination excited and honestly a little bit anxious. I won't lie, yesterday I wasn't going to listen to the podcasts that I had released. I released them yesterday because I was nervous that there was going to be some error or I was going to miss something and so I wasn't going to be able to release today. So I prematurely released yesterday and I wasn't going to listen to them, but I was like, you know what, let me just listen listen through them, right? And just 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 to listen. And my perfectionistic brain probably shouldn't have done that because of the fact that if I listen, then I will find errors or I'll find reasons to want to re-record and all of that. I just, you know, will will hear something that I say and be like, why did I say that? Or I should have added this or why am I using this word so much and, you know, and so forth and get really critical of myself. But then also it was a pretty personal thing to be so transparent and really share my story. And while I don't go into necessarily you know, the the depths of these specifics of things that happened to me in my life. This is one of the first times that I've really been honest and transparent about, you know, my experience and so forth. So I was kind of feeling a mix of all the feels, but today I'm excited. And today's episode is going to be a little bit more about getting to know me. Um, I want to spend a lot of the first several weeks, not only offering insights and education and so forth on all things holistic wellness, which you've seen just from the past few episodes, I try to, you know, intermix the conversations that I'm having, even if they're more personal, more relevant to me, with some insight and some, you know, recommendations and so forth. But today I want to talk about a day in my life. And I was thinking about this topic and, you know, it kind of varies to some extent. As some of you know, I am a part-time bartender. So, you know, days that I'm working there are going to look differently than days I work for myself and I work from home. But I more so want to showcase my routines and share a little bit more about, you know, what a day-to-day looks like, especially, you know, as I move throughout the day, how I fuel, um, how I make choices in terms of what I do, and what I've learned about myself as it relates to being self-employed, working for myself, because it was a pretty interesting journey once I fully became self-employed, you know, obviously outside of working part-time, so I'm not full-time self-employed, but, you know, it became a learning experience for me because I really had to understand, okay, what is the best structure for me? 
how does it make sense for me to lay out my day now that I have the ability to do so? And, you know, it's it's essentially a blessing and a curse, right? There has to be a lot of discipline that goes into being self-employed. And, and you know, sometimes it requires structure. Other times it can be more fluid. I think it's really all about you and your specific circumstances. A lot of individuals who I know are self-employed say, you know, structuring out your day and scheduling out even days, you know, where, okay, you know, from one to two, I'm going to be working out from two to three, I'm going to be doing admin tasks and so forth and getting really specific in that way. Um, sometimes really helps and, and needs to be the way that you operate. Other times people, you know, can, can kind of go with the flow and, um, you know, work on certain things when they feel like it and, and so forth. And so for me, it was about finding kind of that marriage and finding that blend of both flexibility, fluidity, which I think um, is important to me, but then also too much flexibility causes me a lot of overwhelm to the point of like, okay, well, what am I supposed to be doing now? And I could work on this, I could work on that, and I have a hundred different tabs open, and then I find myself trying to do everything, and then I end up doing nothing. So I want to share a day in my life, and then also, you know, within that, share my wellness practices, what I do, what my, you know, day-to-day, you know, typically looks like, um, and why I do the things I do, what are the things that fuel me, make me happy, that are my self-care, and so forth and kind of give you the inside scoop on on that. And if you follow me on Instagram, um, you probably know a lot of this. <laughs> I mean, maybe not to the like, very specifics, but you know quite a bit because I share a lot on Instagram. Instagram stories is like my favorite place to be. Um, so my Instagram stories are typically very long and very detailed about what's going on and what I'm doing. And I'm working on that, okay? I'm working on keeping them a little bit shorter because I know that they can be overwhelming and I don't know if really anyone cares about what I have to say and what I'm doing. Um, But thank you for being here and I look forward to sharing with you more about my life, my health, my journey, and hopefully you can take some useful information and suggestions and strategies away from today's episode. So welcome to the table, let's eat. To get started, I want to just share my absolute (laughs) deepest love that I have for the morning time. And I haven't always been this way, all right? It took me a while to get to a point where I was a morning person, but I'm so grateful that I am now. And it's my favorite part of the day. I wish every hour of the day was the hours between 5 to 8 a.m. I don't know if that makes sense, but... That's how I feel. I wish it could always be 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Just because, number one, that would mean I could have coffee and matcha at any hour of the day. So sign me up. Um, But I also feel my most productive. I feel most alert. I feel most inspired. I feel most motivated. For those of you who don't know, I'm in the process of writing a book. And I would argue that 98% of book writing has taken place between these hours in the morning. And I have nearly 120 pages written and, you know, still more to go, but I dedicate the morning time to this practice, to this this art, I guess you could call it, because of the fact that I feel the best. I feel so ready to rock. I could I could conquer the world between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. And I and I honestly just might, you know, don't don't <laughs> nothing nothing can stop me, okay, between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. 
And like I've shared in other episodes, or I will be sharing in other episodes, it wasn't always like this, you know, so I want to really emphasize that because it took me a while to get to this place. It took me a while to become this person. Um, So a typical day, I have a hatch alarm clock and I set it for usually 5 a.m. Usually the sun starts to come up. And when I say sun starts to come up, for those of you who don't know, a hatch alarm clock is essentially, it is replicating the sunrise. So it is an alarm clock that is a light and it has obviously the time on it. And you can set it so that it starts to gradually wake up essentially and the light becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. It's a pretty, pretty decently bright light, all right? It's, it, it lights up my room for sure. And it is essentially giving you that gentle wake up, more natural, right? For lack of a better word, wake up like you would if the sun were to be rising. And then the, the noise that, that sounds the alarm is much gentler than your average, you know, alarms that are really intense and blaring and, and, you know, alarming, right? For, for lack of a better word there, they're alarming. And obviously they're meant to wake you up, but how stressful it is to wake up to such an alarm. How stressful it is for us to wake up to, um, to these, these sounds. They're just really intense and they, you know, wake you up out of bed and, You know, it's like that kind of stereotypical or typical alarm you see in the movies where the alarm goes off. It's like a blaring, you know, bell or, you know, whatever it is. And the person jumps out of bed, right? Very stressful, very fight or flight inducing and, you know, not so great for our nervous system. So it's more about, you know, birds chirping or (laughs) chimes sounding. So I love my hatch. I've had it for over a year now. Um, There's a lot of, you know routines you can set. You can do a wind down routine. You know, there's there's a lot of options there. I typically go to sleep with pink noise. That's an option on the hatch that you can set so that it plays very gently while you sleep. So really great, really great way to start the day. So it usually goes off about five. I go through phases where I am a chronic snoozer, which is something that I promote not doing, but it's a work in progress some days. I mean, I, I'm... I have a hard time with this and it's something that I work on and I go through periods where I'm really, you know, on top of it and I'm really, you know, um, I'm getting up, you know, there's no snoozing. I I hear my alarm and wake up. And then there's other days where I'm not so successful. Right. But it's a, it's a process. We are all on our own journeys. Um, and it takes time, you know, so that's one of my priorities simply for the sake of, I know what it does to our, our bodies when we are snoozing. Um, you know, I think we think when I snooze, I'm getting that extra six or seven minutes, you know, that the valuable six to seven minutes, 10 minutes that you get when you snooze is actually putting your body into a new sleep cycle, which our sleep cycles are 75 minutes. So if you are, you know, heading back to sleep, drifting off to sleep, you're putting yourself into a deeper sleep, which then makes it more challenging to wake up. I think the best way to describe it is, you know, when you say, you know, your alarm goes off at seven and you have till 7.08 if you snooze, but then you wake up abruptly at like 7.30 or 7.45 because you overslept that snoozed alarm. And now you're like, oh my God, how did this happen? I only snoozed and now it's, you know, 7.45 or eight o'clock. And that's because you're going into a deeper, deeper sleep as opposed to just getting up when the alarm goes off and, you know, starting your day. So something to consider, especially if you are a chronic snoozer, because that is a, you know, a challenge of mine sometimes, but I know how important it is. 
because going back into that deep sleep and then disrupting that sleep cycle, that will have an influence on your energy, on your focus, and so forth throughout the day. So something to consider. This one small thing you can do makes a huge difference. Then I will get up and I will go to the bathroom to scrape my tongue, do all my oral hygiene. Um, I started tongue scraping probably last summer, I want to say. So it's been about you know six to eight months. And this is essentially just removing the film, the bacteria, and so forth that builds up on your tongue overnight. And you might say, Emily, that doesn't happen. You know, my tongue is fine in the morning. But once you start tongue scraping, my friends, you will think otherwise. And then you won't want to ever not do it again. Okay, so you tongue scrape. I will say there's mixed arguments on this. Some say swallowing that bacteria is good for our health and good for our microbiome. Others say we should be removing it, right? This is a Chinese medicine practice. It's been done for years and years and years. So obviously, you know, do your own research and and, um, so forth. Tongue scrapers themselves are very inexpensive. You can find them on Amazon. Mine is, I don't know if it's mine specifically or one just that I like is, is linked in my storefront. So if you're interested, but it's a very simple thing that you can get on Amazon, at Whole Foods, right? There's a number of places that you can you can get one. And, you know, once you start doing it, you'll realize, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I can't believe I, I never knew this. I can't believe I never did this. And it's really great for your oral hygiene, which we know our mouths have a microbiome in and of themselves. And then our oral hygiene is connected to whole body health. So it's, you know, these small things that really do make a big difference. And then I do notice my taste buds are definitely much more sensitive or you know i started drinking my greens after after scraping my tongue and the flavor was just so much different in comparison so that was one thing i definitely definitely noticed then i will make my way to the kitchen i've been taking liposomal glutathione since the summer so about six to eight months now i have rotated between liposomal glutathione and nac which is n-acetylcysteine which is the precursor to glutathione. So either one is going to probably remain in my routine just because over the summer I got genetic testing done and I learned that I have compromised detox. I have issues with my detoxification and so I'm taking extra precautions, extra steps supplementally, nutritionally, and so forth to just be aware of this to support my body to do what it needs to do. So glutathione is one of those nutrients Glutathione is our body's master antioxidant. It is involved in our gut, in our detox, in our immune health. It is just a powerhouse of a nutrient. So I consistently have been taking this for several months now and for the foreseeable future. Liposomal means it's in its most bioavailable form. It's most you know absorbable within the body. So I take the liquid by Quicksilver Scientific. There's also a form that's bioavailable, I'm sorry, that's liposomal um, by Symbiotica, which I will probably try next because I don't really care for the taste of the Quicksilver Scientific. Um, It's a great brand, but I just don't care for the taste. I think it's lemon mint. So what I'll do is I'll put that underneath my tongue, let it sit there for 60 to 90 seconds, and then I will immediately and aggressively wash it down with my greens. So I'll put it in my mouth, I'll prepare my greens. My greens are by memory. You all know, if you know me at all, you know I love my memory. Um, quick quick side story, memory reached out to me May of 2022, I believe it was. Small company, new company, 
and I met with the founder of the company. We talked about brain health and how his wife actually has a family history of dementia, neurodegeneration, and I, you know, was able to empathize with that because I too, you know, have history in my family. And basically this green supplement was meant to support cognition and meant to support brain health because there was no green supplement, greens powder on the market that offered this, right? That was geared towards that specifically. So immediately this one hit home and I was really excited about it. They wanted to work together and I was 110% open to it. They sent me their product. I loved it and I started it. And then it was actually within the past year, I would say that it blew up on TikTok, which I was so excited to see because it kind of felt like watching, you know, someone become famous that you really love or, you know, get their big break because this this brand just become became viral on TikTok. There's a couple influencers that shared on on memory and, you know, it kind of took off. And now, you know, it's it's really cool to see how how successful it's become and, and you know, sending that message is is so important, right? When I got the email from this company saying that they had, you know, created this green supplement for cognitive health, for mental health and so forth, that's right up my alley, right? So I was so looking forward to partnering with them and I still, you know, use them every day. So um, if you're interested in trying my greens, I will link the the information in the show notes. Um, like I said, they're by memory and code eats by Emily saves you on your order. So I'll have my greens, wash it down. Sometimes I'll do a double scoop there's a full serving of leafy greens in every scoop, okay? Not any other greens brand can say that. If that's not any kind of incentive for you to try memory, I don't know what is. Full serving, or I'll do, I'll do two servings. And then I will wash down the glutathione aggressively with my greens, like I said, because I just don't care for the taste. But, you know, I make it work because I love, I love the supplement. And then I will either make myself my favorite matcha in the whole entire world or I'll have myself some coffee with uh, yogurt or with something alongside it. Now this is another practice that has you know been something that I've really tried to be intentional about. I'm not always successful at but it's so important that if we are drinking coffee in the morning that we have it with something or after we've had something, preferably something with protein because we need our protein, my friends. And then also, if I can delay the coffee at all, I try to do that too. So there's some strategy when it comes to our morning coffee. I shared a post on Instagram the other day about coffee hygiene and how to use coffee most healthfully. And the reason being is, you know, having coffee on an empty stomach is really stressful on the body, right? It's acidic on the stomach, it spikes our cortisol, and we want to be sure that we are taking care of our cortisol health as much as we can. Given the nature of the modern world, our cortisol is all over the place, right? So the more that we can support this, the better sleep we'll have, the more focus we'll have. You know, overall, we're just going to be supporting hormone health as a whole, right? Which is important. And this includes our sex hormones, our thyroid hormones, all of our hormones, right? Cortisol is a hormone. And, you know, as far as, you know, delaying the coffee intake, this is going to help with what happens in the brain over the course of the day. So there's a chemical called adenosine that builds up in our brain over the course of the day. And when we go to sleep, adenosine is released. All right. So over the course of the day, we have adenosine buildup. That's essentially what elicits this sleepiness, right? It gets to a point where, you know, we are 
you know, at our adenosine, you know, max, I guess you could call it. And that's where we decide to go to sleep. And then, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we still have this level of a grogginess. And that's because there's still adenosine in the brain, right? And what happens is caffeine binds to our adenosine receptors. And so when we, you know, when we have this phenomenon take place where we have caffeine, we have coffee, you know, within that, you know, initial few minutes of waking, initial 30 minutes of waking, the caffeine actually binds to these receptors and these the adenosine remains in the brain. And then once the caffeine wears off, the adenosine is still there and we find ourselves tired again, we find ourselves groggy again. You know, this is typically mid-morning, mid-afternoon, and it obviously, you know, influences us and our focus, our energy and so forth for the remainder of the day. So research suggests that we wait between 60 and 90 minutes before having our first cup. And that is to allow the adenosine to do what it needs to do. And then the caffeine can act more effectively. And then we're not going to see this maybe later day crash. We're not going to see the impact if we were to just hop out of bed and reach for a cup of coffee. And don't get me wrong. That was me for many years, many years. I was blessed with a coffee machine. It's nothing special, just a Keurig, but I was blessed with a Keurig that has an automated option. So your girl could hear the drips of the coffee coming from the machine as soon as I opened my eyes. Now talk about coffee, coffee obsessed, right? I set it so that it would start brewing while I was waking up. And that was probably 98% of the reason why I got out of bed was to go have that cup of coffee because it was ready for me, right? And, you know, years ago I was using these non-dairy creamers with lots of gums and sweeteners and so forth and all that, you know, fun stuff that I've graduated out of from now, by now. But that was how, that was my alarm clock essentially, right? I had an alarm clock on my phone. This was before I had my hatch, but my alarm clock was the beautiful beautiful sound of of drip coffee and the smell of the coffee as well, okay? Like, oh my God, I can't even believe I'm saying this. That That was how I got out of bed. So I do my very best to delay. I try as much as I can to delay it. I really prioritize having something with it. I like to do my baked oatmeal bars and I'll add collagen to that. I'll add nuts and seeds to it. I tend to do yogurt sometimes. I'll do egg bites, right? Anything that I can get in my system before having coffee makes a big difference. And then if I have matcha, typically with my matcha, I'll have a scoop of collagen. I will do coconut milk, which is a source of fat. I'll do cashew milk as well, which is also some fat and a lot of vanilla bean paste. Okay, let's take a moment to just appreciate vanilla bean paste because I tried it one time, it was on sale, and I'm so excited that I did. I I think it's so much better than vanilla extract. I love vanilla. This may be an unpopular opinion, but I think I like vanilla more than I like chocolate. Maybe some days, not so much, maybe it varies, but I think I like vanilla more often than I like chocolate, honestly. So I'll alternate between the two. I started drinking matcha a year ago, about a year ago. And when I say I started drinking matcha a year ago, it was more consistently. I would go through phases, didn't really know much about it, and, you know, would try different brands, but never really appreciated it, never really got into it. And it was a year ago that I started working with the company Peak, P-I-Q-U-E, high quality, ceremonial grade, organic, quadruple toxin screened matcha, real good quality matcha, which we should all be prioritizing for the sake of its health benefits because it's wonderful. 
and I started drinking that about a year ago and I completely switched over to it last summer after coffee was giving me kind of digestive and stomach discomfort so I decided to give it a rest and I'm so glad that I did because this is so much gentler on my system I feel so much better drinking matcha the health benefits of matcha are profound absolutely profound high in antioxidants such a powerhouse of something to integrate into your day and I'm obsessed with it. So I do coconut milk, I do cashew milk, vanilla bean paste, some collagen filtered water, and my matcha. And then typically about this time, I sit down and I read, I journal. And this morning, time has become so sacred for me. I share on this all the time. But I do my gratitude journaling. I'll do journaling just as, as it is, journaling alone. In the past three years, I've become quite the reader, so I'll read a lot of self-development books, self-help books, or wellness and nutrition-related books. I alternate between the two. Typically, I have about four to five books going at one time, which is very stressful and chaotic, but I just can't help myself, and I want to read it all, so why not start them all at the same time? And it's during this time that I take for me, right? I reflect I'll do some meditation sometimes. I'm really trying to get, you know, more consistent with my meditation practice. But it's really become a time for me to, to take care of myself, to fill my cup, and to get prepared for the day. And this is usually between the hours of 5 and 7. Like I said, between 5 and 5.30 is typically when I get up. Some days it's closer to 6, right? So say between 5 and 6 is when I'm waking up. And then I give myself that time in the morning to, to do what I want to do, to do what I feel led. Sometimes it means writing my book. Sometimes it says, you know, sometimes it means reading and sometimes it means doing continuing education. I'm currently enrolled in Mind Body Greens Functional Nutrition Program. So I, you know, do modules from that. So it really just depends on what I'm feeling, but I love this part of my day. It just feels so peaceful. I have my coffee or my matcha and I can kind of take this time to really just be with myself before I'm, you know, required to get started on other things that are you know taking my attention and so forth then usually after that I try my hardest to get to a workout sometimes I get carried away and get started on work and then I'm you know invested in work and I look up and the clock says 10 o'clock and I don't know where the time went right or I hit record on GarageBand and I'm recording a podcast and it says 9 41 and I don't know how I got here all right this is this is me today <laughs> but it's okay because I'm doing work and I like to seize the morning for these opportunities, right? Because like I said in the beginning, the morning time is really where I am most inspired, where I'm most motivated. So whatever I have to do, I try to get it done in those morning hours. But usually between, I would say, 8 and 10 is when I try to work out. And this can be a workout on my Peloton. This can be, you know, a strength program, a strength class. This could be yoga, which you know, is not something that I get too excited for. I'm such a, I'm such a fiend for sweating. I love to sweat, especially when endorphins are involved. So I tend to, you know, gravitate towards those workouts, but I also really believe in rest days. So there are days where yoga has to be my priority. Um, and I failed to mention that before all of this is happening and before I sit on the couch and journal and read and so forth, I take Lou out for a walk. Um, hopefully in the coming months when the sun comes up earlier, we'll be able to get our morning sunshine, which I really believe in. But at this point, it's still dark when we get up, which is a bummer. So it's usually once the sun comes up, I try to go out on my deck and just get some sunlight. 
um, or let myself have that you know exposure because of how important it is for our circadian rhythm and cortisol release melatonin mm-hmm. melatonin production and so forth there's so many benefits to getting some sunlight um, in the morning and then throughout the day so I'm working out now all right and typically after that I'll have my protein smoothie I'm obsessed with my protein smoothie I love my smoothie so much I have it every day I feel lost without it when I don't have it if you go over to Instagram you can find the recipe but I like to add all sorts of good stuff there's this one antioxidant blend that I get from ShopRite it's a you know a couple different types of organic berries pomegranate strawberry raspberry blackberry blueberry and cherry i believe and it is the best thing in the world i'm obsessed with it sometimes i don't want to share about it because i'm worried that all of my local followers are going to go buy it and then i won't be able to buy it which you know that can't happen but i love it and i buy it just the other day i went and i bought four bags of it it's quite literally ten dollars a bag so i'm spending 40 to 50 dollars on berries and that'll last me obviously for, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. And, you know, it's worth it because it's something I have every day. And I believe wholeheartedly in how powerful berries are for our mental and our physical health. So, you know, this is, this is a reminder and a suggestion to integrate more berries into your life, preferably organic if you can. Um, but I love my smoothie. I've been adding L-glutamine, which is an amino acid that's really repairing and um, reinforcing for our gut lining. I add two Brazil nuts because Brazil nuts have lots of selenium and magnesium and they are important, important minerals for thyroid function, for overall body health, and just two Brazil nuts goes a long way. So I add two of those to my smoothie. I add avocado to my smoothie and this changes the game for texture. Oh my goodness. And not only that, when we have lots of fat soluble nutrition, like the nutrition that we're getting from the berries, we want to pair it with a source of fat for the sake of absorption within the body. The body can better utilize these fat soluble nutrients when paired with a source of fat. So that's why I add avocado. And I do half a banana. I will do the protein powder that I'm using at the time. I add kefir as a gut health, um, a gut health ingredient, and some filtered water. And then you know whatever else I'm adding. I went through a phase where I was using colostrum. You know, there's a number of different additional components that I might throw in there. But the general base ingredients are typically the same. And then from there, it's really just a work day. I'll have clients. I will make content. I'll, you know, do administrative tasks. Usually that starts about 10-ish and then I'm, you know, working through the day. Depends on, you know, what my client's um, schedule looks like when I schedule them, right? Sometimes it's in the evening, sometimes it's late afternoon. But really throughout the day, I am on my computer and then I'm breaking it up a lot. That's a big piece of this, this puzzle and this is what I learned through my time navigating self-employment for the first few months, I need to cut up my day. And that means I spend an hour or two doing something that I need to get done, and then I go prep in the kitchen. Or I spend an hour or two doing you know, something Instagram related or on my website, and then I take Lou for a walk, right? And I mean, I am such a proponent for midday walks. It makes a huge difference in your energy, your, your focus, getting fresh air, getting sunlight, 
I mean, so important. So breaking up your day with a five to 10 minute walk, even if you can do multiple times, multiple times a, a, uh, a day, I will always, always, always promote that. If you can make time for it, make it happen because we're so sedentary and we're not moving enough. Okay. So get moving. But anyways, I have to break up my day and I am not the type of person that can sit unless I'm really invested in something for, you know, four hours, five hours, and, and just really put my focus in it. I need to step away and go focus on something else and then return to it. And my productivity and my focus is so much better. So, so, so much better in comparison to just forcing myself to, you know, work through. And I think this also has to do with the fact that I had mentioned before that I was having a hard time and still sometimes I feel this way where I would get to a point in my day where I kind of just felt scattered. I felt kind of anxious. I felt like, what should I be doing? And it kind of caused me to do nothing at all, right? I had plenty of tasks that I could do and I could do a lot of reading. I could do some client preparation, right? There's a lot of things I could do, but I felt like this, like, I don't know what the word is. It's not like lethargy. I just felt this kind of, ugh. And it really stressed me out because I was thinking, I'm like, I can't be feeling this way. I can't be feeling this way every day. I can't be feeling this way when I work from home. And these are be these would be the opportunities that I would go run an errand or I'd go outside to get a walk just because I knew, all right, you know what? Maybe my brain is not in a space where I can invest my focus right now in something productive. So I'm just going to be patient with, with it and take 20 minutes to go do something else. And that definitely helped a lot, but it was hard. It was really hard because I almost felt like, am I, am I doing something wrong? You know, I felt guilty for not being productive. I felt guilty for not having something in front of me or doing something relate, work related. And because of this, I then find myself, say, for example, I would take a few hours to go run a few errands or, you know, do something else and then, or spend time in the kitchen. And then I find myself, you know, feeling like I had to work at like five or six or seven o'clock at night because I missed those hours during the day. And I really try to practice patience and grace and, you know, forgiveness, you know, towards myself for this because I was figuring it out. Right. And I still am figuring it out. But it was really hard for me to feel this kind of like oh, I, I, I don't like that I, I'm not doing anything. I feel guilty for that. But also, what am, what am I to do? I, I, I really can't focus right now. And really, at the end of the day, anything I'm doing in the kitchen, anything I'm reading, it's all geared towards becoming a better coach. It's all geared towards serving my audience, serving my population. So even if it's maybe not, you know, computer work and it's not, you know, outreach and it's not really you know, business related, it's still something that is productive in other ways. And at the very least, and, you know, arguably the most important part, it's taking care of myself, right? It's self-care by taking time to prep in the kitchen or to read a few pages in my book. Yes, it's productive in a way that will help me be a better coach. And, you know, it, I can share things on Instagram and so forth. But at the end of the day, it's, it's me taking care of myself. And I have to prioritize that too. So this was a big, big learning journey for me, something that I, I navigated. And I still kind of find myself in from time to time, but I'm grateful that I worked through that and I, and I figured it out. I leaned into, you know, my, my community, my network, 
other coaches, other self-employed women who are in the same boat and, and kind of, you know, pick their brain to see if they ever felt this way, if they've ever had this experience before. Um, and it was really helpful to kind of touch base with them and connect with them in that way. So throughout the day, I typically, you know, will make myself some lunch or a snack. I am a big believer in ensuring that there's enough protein. So, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever I have in the fridge, I will make for myself and take time to have a meal or, you know, have a snack. And I'm also a notorious beverage goblin, okay? This is a term that was coined on TikTok for someone who literally always has three to four beverages with them at a time. And if you know me, you know that this is me. I am always drinking something. I have tried to do whitening teeth, my teeth whitening strips, and I literally can't because I'm always drinking something. Um, I love the non-toxic Lumino whitening strips for anyone who's interested. Those are also linked on my storefront, but I cannot for the life of me get myself to do it because I always have something with me. In the morning, it's my greens. I have electrolytes that I love. I add molecular hydrogen to my electrolytes too. Um, that's really antioxidant, helpful for you know reducing oxidative stress and fighting free radicals and so forth. Um, that's by Symbiotica for anyone interested. I have my greens. I have my matcha. Sometimes I'll do, who am I kidding? I don't sometimes do it. I always do two matchas, so I'll have two different matchas. I have my water. I just love lemon water. I drink a lot of herbal tea. You know, I'm always, always, always drinking something. Okay, so that is a staple in my day. A staple. So make my way throughout the day. All right, I get to about three or four o'clock. Typically I have clients then, like almost routinely every day I will have clients around that time. And then after that is typically when I start to, I hate to say it, but I start to kind of wind down. You know, once it gets to like that five to six window, I make myself something for dinner. Usually I have something prepped. I will, you know, maybe, you know, wrap up what I have on my computer, maybe do a little bit more work, you know, whatever, whatever it is that I have going on. And then it's about this time that I decide, okay, time to make my mocktail for the evening. I have been loving, loving, loving the sleepy time mocktail, which in my defense, if you go back on my feed back in July, 2023, I actually made the sleepy time mocktail before anyone else did. And now it's viral on TikTok. So I take small credit for that because I started it back in July. I'm sure I didn't start it, but I did make one back in July. Uh, that was very similar to the one that we see on TikTok now. So I'll do tart cherry juice, which is a precursor to melatonin. It contains a precursor to melatonin. I um, will do filtered water just because I don't like to do a whole lot of tart cherry juice. It's just too sweet for me. And then I'll do some magnesium and I'll do either a magnesium powder. I recently bought Thorns Magnesium Bisglycinate. So I've been adding that, but then there's also powders by Recess and there's also a powder by Moon Juice. Love these brands, especially Moon Juice. Love Moon Juice. That has L-theanine, I believe, in it, which is a amino acid that has been coined Nature Xanax, which is really cool. So you can imagine what type of you know calm that brings about. And it has different types of magnesium in it. Some others have... Um, adaptogens in them, right? So depending on the product that you buy, you're going to have a different blend of, of ingredients, but it is the best thing to get good quality sleep. It's the perfect mocktail and I love having it at the end of the day. So I'll usually have that with my dinner and then after dinner, I will typically 
you know, read. I try and set aside time. That's a big goal for me in 2024 to really schedule out a solid chunk of time to read in the evenings, undisturbed, phone on do not disturb, phone, you know, tucked away if possible, really disconnecting from blue light and overhead light in the evenings is one of the best things that we can do for better quality sleep. It is super disruptive to our melatonin production when we are exposing ourselves to these lights that are telling the body, just kidding, it's daytime, wake up, right? So blue light exposure in the evenings really needs to be something that we all address and our relationship with technology, I think, is most most active in the evenings, right? Where we're scrolling the news, we're scrolling social media, we're catching up from the day. And at this point in time, I think it's the best thing that we can do for the sake of our sleep to, you know, disconnect. So this is obviously a work in progress for me. It always looks differently. I'm working on keeping my phone out of the bedroom if I can. Um, because I have my hatch as my alarm, so I don't really rely on my phone as an alarm anymore, unlike what I used to, you know, what I used to do. And I really try to read. I try to do a meditation. If I don't do a meditation in my nighttime routine, I will play a meditation to fall asleep to. I have been loving that. I am a big Peloton user. I love Peloton. And I will use one of their sleep or relaxing meditations to get to sleep. So highly recommend that. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point, you know, I'm not a big TV person. So I will, you know, usually just sit on the couch and read, spend some time with Lou, um, and just give myself the opportunity to wind down. You know, I think we expect ourselves to go from fully on, fully activated, fully stimulated to laying our head down and going to sleep. And our body needs to be primed. Our body needs that wind down. Our nervous system needs that wind down to really get us to a place where we are in our parasympathetic state, which is our relaxation response, right? It's our rest and digest. And, you know, giving ourselves the opportunity to just wind down and decompress from the day as opposed to I'm sending emails on my computer in bed and I shut my laptop and put my head down and I'm ready for bed, right? I also love skincare, okay? I probably haven't talked much about it on the podcast, but I love skincare so much. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that for many years I dealt with problematic skin, which if you wanna listen to my journey, part one, two, and three of my story is available. It's my first three episodes of the podcast. Um, So I spent many years hating my skin and battling my skin. And so now I find it to be one of my most favorite forms of self-care is just doing a face mask. I bought a red light therapy mask back in November. And the one I bought was by Dr. Dennis Gross. I'm obsessed with it. So I do that every night. Light therapy has actually been something that I found so fascinating. Red light therapy especially stimulates collagen production, but it's also been really effective to help muscle recovery. And there's a lot of benefit to exposure to red light. So there's a lot of people who have actual red lights. They're just essentially red light bulbs or it's a you know red light attachment that you can sit in front of and it actually brings a lot of benefit to the body and a lot of healing. Um, so that's something that I might invest in, in the future. But for right now I have the mask and you know I like to do face masks I have a slight obsession with face masks and I also have a steamer 
one of the steamers that you can get on Amazon for like, you know, 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And I do that. So I really make a whole experience. All right. I'm committed to this whole experience and I love it. And I recently actually got a, um, a robe by Ugg. So you can imagine how soft it is. And so, you know, I have a whole spa experience at my house for anyone who's interested in joining me at any point in time because I love it. So at this point, I've done my skincare. I'm reading my book. I'm winding down. I try to keep away from my phone, keep away from scrolling. And I love Sleepy Time Tea by Traditional Medicinals. This is one of like my go-to herbal teas. I love it. I have it, you know, nearly every night, even during the summer months. I really, really love it. So I'll have that. And then I get myself into bed and, you know, I'll read a little bit more. Maybe I'll journal um, and I set my meditation up and I get to bed. And, you know, that's essentially what a typical day looks like for me. Now, I think realistically, you know, every day can vary. And so there really isn't necessarily a cookie cutter approach to it. Now, maybe for days I work at the restaurant that, you know, that typically looks pretty, pretty rhythmic to some extent. Um, but for the most part, you know, my priorities are really about, all right, what do I have in front of me? What work do I need to do today? And how am I taking care of myself throughout the day? Now, don't get me wrong. I know I do have the luxury of working from home. So I have access to my fridge. I have access to all my beverages. I have access to all these things. I have the ability, flexibility to get outside for a walk, which walking, you know, with a podcast has become one of my saving graces. I, number one, love listening to podcasts. I think 80% of what inspired me to start a podcast was, you know, how religiously I listen to podcasts. Um, so I know all of these things are privileges and I'm very lucky for it. But ultimately at the end of the day, I know I cannot be my best self and I cannot be my best, you know, coach and entrepreneur if I am not taking care of myself if I'm not filling my cup. And so by prioritizing these moments throughout my day, the you know morning routine that I have, the beverages that I have throughout the day, ensuring I'm making time to eat and to choose protein, ensuring I make time to work out, to go outside, to do all of these things, it is due to the fact that I know that it makes me so much more whole it makes me a better coach, it makes me a better Emily, it makes me a better educator, it makes me a better you know, resource for others. And it's really important that I embody the practices that I recommend. It's really important that I embody that I take care of myself and I nourish myself for the sake of better health and wellness, for the sake of a better quality of life, for the sake of a better day, right? To feel good today. And that ultimately is a choice that we all have right? How we structure our day and the small choices that we make, make an enormous difference. The habits that we have over the course of the day determine how we feel. So it's, it's small differences between having your coffee before breakfast or having your coffee after breakfast. It's the small difference between snoozing or not snoozing. It's the small difference between getting your morning sunlight or avoiding it, right? It's these small differences, small habits, that make an enormous difference and will absolutely 110% change the way you feel. You just have to be willing to choose them, right? You just have to be willing to do them. So I hope that that is the greatest takeaway that this episode brings you is the fact that I'm not sharing my day in order to brag. I'm not sharing my day in order to 
you know, show all the things that I do and whatnot. It's more just an opportunity for you to reflect on what are the habits that I have throughout my day that detract from my wellness and what are the habits that I have throughout my day that support my health and wellness. And be willing to take an audit of your day and evaluate your day in order to to make changes. Awareness is the key to transformation. If you are not aware of the choices that you're making, if you're not aware of the impact that they have on how you feel, you can't be expected to make a change. And I encourage you, start there. Get a baseline. Really identify where am I starting? And then from there, you can make 1% changes, make 1% investments in making small adjustments to the things that you're already doing or building on the things that you already have established. I'm a big proponent for habit stacking. Habit stacking is essentially, what is a habit that I already have and how can I stack it with another habit? And that was essentially what I did in the morning with my greens, right? I said, all right, I'm gonna take my glutathione when I have my greens. So when I reach for my greens, I know I'm having my glutathione alongside it. And then that just became habitual because regardless, I was having my greens, always having my greens, that's just a habit. But to start a new habit, incorporate a new habit, I had to pair it with something that was already there. So this is what you need to do. Take an audit of your day, evaluate your day. What are the habits that are detracting from your health? What are the habits that are adding to your health? And as we move throughout more episodes, there will be more opportunities that I can share other examples of this. I know just from my day and you know a limited amount of time that we have, I you know wasn't able to share Uh, at great length or in great depth, but I hope that just the few things that I did share, you were able to look at your own day and identify how might this work for me? What are my circumstances look like? How might I make this happen for my specific routine and my day and my job and my responsibilities so that I can feel better, so I can up-level my day and, you know, life can just be overall more healthful. And ultimately, that's the goal. That's the goal I have for you. That's the goal I have for me. And I hope you have that goal for yourself. So thank you for tuning in today. I think over the course of my day in the life, the end of this episode was not something I had planned to talk about. I kind of just planned to give, you know, the scoop on what my day looks like. But I'm glad that it, it took that turn, right? Because it gives you an opportunity now, not to say that you need to do everything that I did, because that's impossible. Your day will never look like my day. You're also not going to have a thousand beverages because I am convinced I'm the only person that does this. So, <laughs> so I really, you know, just, just don't start it, you know, cause you, once you get in, you get in too deep and then you find yourself, you know, drinking herbal tea all day long. And you know, it's just, it's just a, a habit that I would not recommend. I'm just kidding. I totally would recommend because I love it. But anyways, I didn't plan on maybe making this kind of a opportunity for you to maybe turn inward, but now that I have, I love that I have, right? It gives you the opportunity to look at your own day, not in comparison, not in I should be doing what she's doing, but just what do my habits look like and how are they making a difference in how I feel? All right, so thank you for being here. I appreciate you. I hope that you will tune in next week and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. In the meantime, be well.